0: Hello and welcome back to Cast Iron, a podcast all about metal. I'm Lewis Clark from UK Scum Scene and I'm joined once again by my cohort, uh, Alan Williamson from 5 out of 10. Hello, Alan.
1: Hello. I'm, I'm, I guess, am I still from 5 out of 10? We've done our last issue. I guess, I guess I'm guess i from 5 out of 10 until, <laughs> until I am from something else.
0: Yeah, no, that's fair. That's fair. Oh, you reasonably vegan. Yeah, yeah <laughs> exactly. Uh, going I think... forward.
1: Definitely, definitely, yes. I'm Alan, Alan from Reasonably Vegan. Although that also feels like a lie because uh, Jess does most of the posts on it. <laughs> I just, I just, I spend my time sampling the recipes, but I, but I do intend, I do intend to write some blogs for it soon. And intention gets you ninety percent of the way there.
0: Cool stuff. Cool stuff. So um, we are. This is the second of a double episode recording session that we've been doing, um, and they're kind of loosely themed around the fact that Alan got me these records for Christmas. That's as good as it gets around
1: here for these,
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, but they are also uh, somewhat similarly themed in uh, genre as well. So in the previous episode, we took a look at In Flames' The Jester Ace, a melodic death metal classic, and in this episode, we're going to be looking at a modern melo-death classic, Um, Well, hopefully you feel the same way. Uh, And we're looking at Bellacor's Vessels. So then, Vessels. So talk yeah. us through this, Alan. Well,
1: <laughs> so um, I first heard about Bellicore from my brother Mark, who got me an album of theirs called Stones Reach, which was okay. so indie that the album cover is from Deviant Art. Really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so they are a somewhat niche um death band from Melbourne. Um, Vessels is their fourth album and um, we have no idea how to cover this because we usually go through it track by track and we pick out bits and break it down and we talk about what we like and we don't like we put in little excerpts of songs but this album is different and it's different yeah. partly because all of the tracks are exceptionally long and they've all got so many <laughs> yeah, ideas in point. them but also because this feels like a cohesive suite and as I yeah. listened through this whenever I was frantically cleaning my flat ahead of the move, I thought, hmm, I don't... If, it's not so much bits. Uh, it's not so much songs. You oh, yeah, this is a good song. You know, this this is a good format chunk of music. I yeah. just... I really enjoy the whole thing end-to-end, and because I've listened to the whole thing end-to-end, it's kind of muddied together. Um, yeah, yeah. And it's just... It's, it's not an album that's written in songs, so it's totally broken the way in which we actually record these episodes. So we're going to try and do a, a more end-to-end thing where we talk a bit about yeah, we'll talk about songs and pick out bits that that we really like and and, and how it makes us feel, but it's really probably going to be more of an open-ended discussion about how it brings these moments together and what the general mood of it is.
0: Yeah, no, definitely. I think the takeaway from this episode should should be that Bellacor's Vessels is an album. You listen to it as an album. You listen to it as one cohesive piece. It is definitely written as one cohesive piece. And I think you get the most of it listening to it from start to finish um that's not to say that you know there aren't great moments in amongst the, the tracks and things like that there, there there are probably moments that some people will prefer to others but at the same time the movement of this record the way it flows uh, the journey it takes you on is very much a a cohesive experience and i think if to get the most out of it you should probably experience it that way um, it's totally been the way I've been, uh, approaching it. Uh, if I put it on, it gets played to completion. Um, it's, it's a really, really strong record. Um, and it's doing something different. There's, there's a bit of a crossover in genre, uh, with this one. So we have spoken about the fact that it uh, uses, it, you know, it, it heavily draws from melodic death metal, but it's an incredibly progressive album as well. Um, and it takes a lot from sort of classic prog rock. Um, and a lot of the melody, um, and sort of uh, there'll be there be there's lots of moments on this album which are almost acoustic, um, backed with moments of heavy instrumentation. Um, they, they and they they thread in and out of each other, you know, um, with with a sort of effortless flow. And it's yeah, it's it's a very interesting record. Um, it. It's doing something that's ever so slightly different but at the same time it's drawing from, you know, guitar based music, whether that's prog rock or whether it's mellow death, you know. So uh
1: yeah. Pretty much any album that I like in the past couple of years is gonna be a bit a little bit proggy. Yeah. Because yeah. I, I like that kind of stuff. I yeah, I like the, the cheesiness and things, but I like songs and albums that have depth and reward repeated listenings. Mm-hmm. Not to not to say I not enjoy more traditional song structures, but I feel like these days, it seems like you either have something that's incredibly proggy and dense and gently, or you can have something that's monotonous and tedious. And we, yeah, yeah. since we have lost the middle ground, I am moving more towards proggy stuff. Um, so, looking at some of the albums I like from this year, I really like the new Mastodon album, Emperor of Sand. Mm. I really like the the new uh, Sowen album, Lykaya, which is really good, sort of Swedish rock supergroup, yep Tool, Tool esque metal. Um, and there's another one if you want some death, there's a uh, Morse principium est have another album called embers of a dying world which I've listened to a little bit and seems pretty fun but yeah. it's all fairly it's, it's got a lot to it
0: yeah yeah no absolutely
1: and i think that i think that's the way it's going and that's okay but unless you're like something like Anthrax's for all kings or a monomar's Yomsviking, viking there's not a lot of traditional here as a really good set of chins
0: yeah yeah no understandably um, it's interesting that you mention what you've been listening to, actually, because on the polar end of the uh, spectrum, I have been listening to all the daft, really like meat-headed metal that I can pull. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I've been listening to Primo Victoria by Sabaton, which is the daftest power metal. It's all about like uh, World War Two, <laughs> um, and I've been listening to Hatebreed, which is just the meatheadiest like oh, metal who, call you could probably who, get. Who's in um, Hatebreed again? Uh, Jamie Jaster is the main, uh, lead, is the lead vocalist. He's also in. Oh, um, he's in a band with a guy from Crowbar. I'm trying to remember the name of them now, and I can't remember off the top of my head. That's annoying me. Um, I'll have to look it up. And... The fact that
1: they're called hate breed. You know, but, uh... <laughs>
0: they're just one of those bands that I feel like I should have explored a little bit more. And recently, I was like, right, let's let's jump on the bandwagon and find out. What makes this these guys tick, and I do like my hardcore punk, and uh, yeah, there's obviously quite a hard element to that. But like I say, it's very straightforward. Um, so in yeah, in comparison, this is uh, this is a lot, you know light years away from um, what, what we what we're dealing with with um, with Bellicor.
1: Um I think it's but, really yeah. it's really interesting that um, Australia is not really known for its metal, which is which, I, I which mean, sucks because I'm moving there so. <laughs> I'll be rocking back and forth listening to the I, I don't Metal know, classics, to be honest with you, because
0: I definitely experience, like... Uh, a li- I, I, know, I know one person in particular who is absolutely, like... He, he loves, like, trying to find Australian bands in particular. Um, and, I, I, you know, I've learned a little bit through him. I mean, I mainly kind of know sort of Parkway Drive, to be honest with you. Yeah, they've been the biggest sort um, yeah, of they're, they're sort core of one band. One. Um, I'm trying to remember, there was... Um, there's a metalcore band over here called Exit 10, which I was really into for a, for a while, and um, their lead vocalist uh, joined an Australian rock band, and I'm trying to remember the name of them now, and that's going to really annoy me. ACDC. Um, but uh, yeah, they were more, they were more of a sort of I don't know emo sort of group. But um, so that don't, was don't the get only... me
1: wrong, they've got a good rock history. I just feel like in in terms of the forefront of metal, uh, Australia wouldn't be up there with you know some of the like. Oh, yeah. Dead Letter
0: Circus as
1: well. Dead Letter Circus—they're oh, Australian, aren't they? I don't know. I've heard of them, but I don't. I couldn't. I couldn't name an, an album. Um, okay. Yeah. But, yeah. They're but another so, sort of a,
0: um, well, progressive rock group.
1: They're probably my two favorite bands of the past few years. Are both Australian? That's why it's weird. So one of them is Bellacore and the other one is a band called Naevleviscaris, which is. Uh, yes. It gets it's far off the deep end. It's like progressive black metal. Um, mm. We'll have, to, we'll have to really make you suffer. That can be a Christmas present for this year. Um, <laughs> well, I mean,
0: you you speak about black metal, but um, there's definitely elements of that on on uh, vessels in particular. Um, they really like uh, the blast beats. Uh, they they on occasion, they they sort of flourish the music with them. Uh, there's not they don't overdo it with uh, which black metal is uh, mm-hmm. you know a little bit. Um, it can yeah, it can overdo it quite a lot actually. <laughs> um, but yeah. Um, when they're used on uh, vessels it's they they sort of punctuate sort of riffs and uh a flourish passages. flourish
1: is a good word it, it's used yeah. to really to scale dramatic heights rather than yeah this is how we play the drums in this band and that's no, that's absolutely. what i find really draining about black metal um and if you if you do you know if you're not a blast beat fanatic you'd like neo as well because they do have it but again it's it's like punctuation it's the exclamation mark at the end of the phrase it's not um every single breath in the song. No, no, absolutely.
0: And Bellacor really understand that. Um, Their their heaviness is almost almost used sparingly on this record. I mean, uh, not to say that it isn't a heavy album. It is definitely a metal album. Um, But at the same time, there's so much focus on melody and flow and just... Like... It's, it's it's a strange it's, it's a very different take on songwriting than what we dealt with on with flames. In that they were writing songs, they have verses and choruses and, and middle eights and bridges, and you know that it's very sort of atypical song
1: structure. I think with this Bella, album, you're not going you to that. hear the same riff twice for, yeah, absolutely. for a while. Yeah, yeah. Um, I
0: I don't think riffs come back ever at, ever at any point on this record. You know, once you once you've experienced them for however long the passage lasts for, uh, that's that's your lot. Uh, Well,
1: maybe there's there's some bits we can dip into rather than just randomly talking about it and then just go, right, well, that's our 15 minutes, see you later. (laughs) No, 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 absolutely. So if we talk about um, Luna, the album opener, um, and I think this album is great from the first chord. (laughs) Oh, absolutely. And, and I heard it, and I was like, wow, this, this feels really special. And it's a really mm. simple, like, da na da But it just kind yeah, of really yeah. kicks in. And then and then you've got, oh, then it rips in, and then you've got a guy doing death grouse. You've got a guitar solo. It's like two minutes.
0: Two yeah, minutes. yeah. And
1: it does so much more than albums I have listened to. Yeah, I just it's, find it's, that a bit astonishing.
0: It's interesting, isn't it? It's a real slight song, but at the same time, there's a lot going on. And uh, it's interesting that we... You know, we did, uh, um, the Jester race prior because I feel like this is one of the most overtly folk metal moments mm-hmm. on the record. Mm-hmm. Um, I was definitely hearing that inflame sound on Luma, uh, which was nice. Um, and again, I love the, the, the lead melody, um, at the end of the track is really strong, uh, really good little bit. Um, that leads into an Ember's Arc, which, uh, we're, I think we're both in agreement is probably the song I say song, you know. (laughs) The the the, part of the album that you remember, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, But it starts Um, these
1: lovely acoustic guitars, and you've got that steady beat of bass coming in. Mm, Yeah. You've got a harp. You've got a harp. Play the melody. <laughs> yeah. Why not? Let's get a harp in here. Um, and then um, it goes to the main riff. And that in yep. a minute and a half. If you sit the solo kicking in. Because why not? We may as well pack this thing to the gills. Absolutely. Uh, but what? So it's interesting we were saying. You don't hear the same riffs coming up again and again. But this mm-hmm. one does have the. And, that, and it does That's go a fair on with different actually, instruments. Yeah. And it goes and goes and goes. And even if that riff is not there. You feel its presence. You feel it in the rhythm. It's got this. It's got the constant kind of, you know, you're you're riding a camel across the desert, as I yeah. probably described it in the Iron Maiden episode way, way back years ago. But yeah, yeah. It's got a really good. It's got a really good drive to it. And oh, I absolutely. Think a lot, I think that's probably the thing that links what these songs are together is not the the riff, but it's more it's more the pace of it.
0: Yeah, there's there's an awful lot of forward momentum in this album. In in particular, like an Ember's Arc is an eight and a half minute song, and it does not feel like it at all. Um, There's so much going on in this one track that it completely justifies its length. Um, It does it's it's effortless effortless to listen to. Uh, It doesn't feel like a trudge at any given point. I mean, there's a blast beat moment in this song in particular, which was just like, whoa, okay, you know, we mean business. it's, yeah it's a really natural moving song um, and uh, you you find that throughout the album to be honest with you um, even if we continue with withering strands um Again, there's some outstanding riffs on this. The one at uh, 2 minutes 20, I was just like, oh, head was banging. Um, so, the way,
1: so the way I described this to you is I think whenever I first started listening to it is that I found this album and it's Sega Metal. Um, yeah, yeah. And I And that won't mean anything to, to most people except us. <laughs> but have you heard the have you heard the Super Hang On Arrange album? Yes. Okay, good, good. Still, still cool in my book. Um, the there is a sort of rearranged version of Outright A Crisis.
0: With the good. lovely sort of uh, good. crazy un- solos. Yes, that's
1: good. <laughs> and yeah, you should, you should cut it in a bit to this and then kind of warp it in to, to Delacorte, so if I'm nuts. But um, the, the solo in that um, mm. and the way that those melodies are written and, and I think why I think it's, it's a similar style of music is because whenever you were on a, you know if you had a Zilog Z80 for your music process or you are running songs for the Mega Drive, mm. you had to have coherent tunes for chip tunes. You couldn't, yep. you couldn't get away with not having a simple, hummable earworm of a melody. Mm. And the, the main riff from Withering Strands reminds me a lot of that kind of... Da, 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 da. I can imagine it being yeah, yeah. a main tune to a Sega racing game. And I was like, yep. wow, that's the best album ever. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. Have I, have I justified that well
0: enough? I th- I think so. I think so. Um, it's interesting. I mean, well, will obviously... I'll see if I can, you know, com- compare that so that people can hear what what we're on about audibly. But, um, yeah, it's, it's... I suppose it comes from that era, really. Like, a lot of that sort of, like... Uh, the people working on that sort of, like, the early 90s video games and things all come from that sort of, like, prog rock era, I guess. And... Um, this, this definitely draws from that quite heavily. Um, but yeah, we are in strands, man. What, a, what an awesome song. Uh, loads of double bass drumming on this track in particular. Um, we haven't... You don't... Again, it like the blast beats, you don't hear it an awful lot. There's not like overtly, here is a metal bit of the song. You know, like it's very sort of... The music does what it needs to do to to be executed in the way that the band see it. It's oh, it's a strange thing to describe, but I, it's, think, it, I, mean, I think it's a, all very it's necessary, really, you know. It's a really
1: heavy album, and I don't think mm. I would say to somebody, oh, you know, if you've never liked metal before, you should listen to this. Cause I think no, no, no. I don't think you should, because there's stuff like, I think the, the vocals in this, like, I really like the vocals in the album, mm. but they've got a certain gruff, gruff kind of yeah, sound yeah. to them. And I'm I'm perfectly happy with that. I think it works really well because it's more for atmosphere. It's not melody. This is where people get metal wrong. They don't understand that the melody is not on the vocals. It doesn't matter. The the vocals are a a backup instrument. They're part of the rhythm section. Oh, absolutely.
0: Yeah, yeah. And I'm glad you brought up atmosphere, actually, because um, we start to to see how well... Um, Bellicore used that on this track in particular because, uh, around seven minutes thirty, we get a sort of a breakdown with a piano uh, that leads the melody from there on, and it start there. The music starts to get very creepy and foreboding, and uh, yeah, it's it, it's very interesting. Like, um, the, can we just the wa- can
1: we just say ar- around seven minutes thirty?
0: I know, mad isn't Not it?
1: not not. Oh, that's another song, but what I like <laughs> is you get the, you've got the creepy, um if it the creepy drums it builds up on the piano mm. but then you've got another like the absolute shredder of the rest of the yeah yeah yeah
0: yeah 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 oh it's really punky actually um, yeah, yeah it's no really, it's i really like that choppy, section staccato
1: yeah. oh it's it's great
0: oh yeah it's really good and at that point as well like uh, this i think this is the first time uh, piano sort of like becomes very prevalent in the music And it becomes interwoven from here on, actually. So, with Roots to Sever, the piano is. It opens
1: with a piano? Yeah, yeah.
0: And and it's interwoven with the riff itself, um, like from the get go. Again, it does one of those lovely things that I really like with the metal music, and there's a tremolo pick riff from one minute, and I was just like, "Oh yes, okay." So we've had this lovely atmospheric piano-led introduction, and then it's like, "Right, let's go to town with this," and it was just, "Oh, I'd love tremolo picking." Um, I
1: think the best thing, the best way to cover this album is just for you to chop in all the best bits. Like they oh, the absolutely batty last couple of minutes of weathering Strands and then how it does that beautiful piano, going, doo, 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 doo. and then the yeah, guitar yeah. comes in with exactly the, the same thing, but not it's complimentary. Then the two are interplaying with each other. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Oh it's it's really well done. Um <laughs> Yeah, there's a um, uh, roots to sever as well. I think um, has one of the more. Uh, I mean, every song's got a pretty interesting structure to it, but like, I like the way this one moves because um, from five minutes thirty, there's a it goes really ambient. Um, it's very sort of gentle almost, and then there's a big uplifting change of tone for like the outro outro of this track because um, it, oh, it kind of it kind of
1: reintroduces some of the main ideas, but but not again. It's about taking the theme of what happened earlier in the song and bringing that back not bringing the the melody back
0: Mm -hmm. so if you
1: so if you had something like um, to get us all the way back to our first episode we had um, Iron Maiden's Power Slave and we did Rhyme of the Ancient Mariner and it has here's a song, it's a song, it's a song, it's a song, it's a song, then it cuts cuts out and you get a long, uh, that was the worst cover of that song ever. (laughs) Very sorry, very sorry. You can can fix it in post. Um, And then we had the really long um, bit where it drops out, you just get the atmosphere, Yeah. but then it kicks back in again with the main riff, Yeah. and these songs do not do that. It kicks back with a similar idea, but it's not the same riff. Yep. And that's cool. No, that's a very really, yeah. really good because they haven't they haven't just been going here's a really good riff we're going to drum it in your head for 15 minutes what they have done is going here's an interesting idea how can we build on that and how can we bring it back again. Yeah. And yeah. and you're not you're not hearing just a riff and a drum track and a and a bass line. you're hearing a, it's a musical canvas that you appreciate and it comes back again and the, these songs are more exploring ideas. I think and that's probably the best way. That's why we're finding it hard to just go. This song is a good song because yeah, riff yeah. X,
0: which is going to make it lovely and easy to pick our favourite songs at the end of this episode. <laughs> uh, I think I think, we, I think we've got
1: that sorted already. There's still there's still a standout chunk of the album. <laughs> no, that's fair. That's fair. But what's interesting um, is that like I've listened to this a lot. This is my favourite album of last year. It's mm. you know it's never been never been off my phone. Um, and then whenever i go into later tracks like there's a grasping light and smoke of many fires They go eh these probably weren't as good as the other ones cuz i don't remember them as much and then i listen to them and i go oh holy shit that that one was really good too yeah yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> no you you honestly you do it does all sink in it's just i think it like albums in general suffer from like front front being front loaded and the way most people listen to music is they they don't really have enough time to sit and listen to a whole album front to back so you kind of become more um, you bond more with the first half of a record I feel like it's, yeah, it's generally yeah. it's generally what you hear more whereas i I still like you know when I get to the second half of vessels there are riffs and melodies and you know lots of lots of passages of music that I still do still remember I just need to be reminded almost you know it's like you get to, <laughs> you need
1: them, to be like,
0: reminded that you remember yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I mean <sighs> Whelm has so much going on um. Off with a really massive riff. Um, guitar work is absolutely solid throughout this record. It's just so creative and varied. Um, we get blast beats and double bass drumming from one minute twenty. Uh, piano returns again. We get lovely piano melodies. It makes everything really sombre and reflective. Um, we get some almost like flamenco style acoustic guitars on this song as well. And um, there's a passage around sort of. Three minutes 40.
1: But what, um, what we're really, what I find so memorable about this song is the really, really big omni breakdown at about four minutes in. Yeah. You get the flamenco bit, and then you've really got n- nothing apart from a little bit of distortion, and then the guitar It just and that goes on for a really long time. But yeah, it's just yeah. so epic, it's really crushing. I, I don't know how they can do that much with like a couple of guitars and drums, and you can hear the distortion coming in that, that sort of feedback. Mm. Uh, that's that to me is just beautiful, and I love that way that evolves over the course of a good minute or two.
0: Yeah, yeah. And as well, like I, this this track, I wouldn't say was as overtly long as the others. I mean, it's still seven minutes yeah. odd, but um, it, it again like there was so, there's so much happening like. It, it it completely justifies the length of the song like 5 minutes 40 there's an amazing moment that follows what you were just talking where the outro, the piano comes back and there's this really sort of harrowing screaming that goes with the atmosphere and it's just bleak oh so horrible but at the same time I I, I just enjoy the atmosphere it's creating, it's, it's, it's an amazing piece of music
1: they do have that um, strange screaming noise It sounds a bit like an eagle I don't know if it's on roots <laughs> to say that ah! <laughs> in. I know but what it, you're about it's yeah. to train Jacko, yeah you can you can cut that in otherwise I'm gonna sound insane. But <laughs> uh Sounds so good. I just want to. Can we just end the podcast now so I can go listen to it again? <laughs> I wish. I wish. All right. Fine <laughs> well, it's been lovely having you. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, yeah we'll, we'll be back in half an hour. Just, just hold on. <laughs> it, it, it's um, interesting that whenever we've got an album that is really, really worth us shouting about it from the rooftops, that our oh, format, absolutely. our format, has ruined the ability to talk about. It. Yeah maybe, yeah, maybe I maybe these things are to start to talk about that. Like, g- journal- I music journalism—I nearly said games journalism, but that's true too. <laughs> music journalism is just so wanky sometimes. Well, it's
0: one of those things, especially with you know, like genres have become so like interwoven now that it's yeah, it, it can be really difficult to say, you know, oh. If you like this, then you'll like this because it's it's not it's not as clear cut. It, to the point that, like, when we get to recommendations later, two of the albums I've chosen are just are a bit left field, I guess. Um, one of them in particular, because it's it's so difficult to compare things to something that's so unique. You know, it's it's uh, you you really do have to pick up on certain styles and techniques and things that are that are used a little bit broadly, because otherwise, how do you? Where's the jump on point? How do you get into a band like Bellacore without saying, like, look, okay, you're gonna you're gonna need to explore melodeath, you're gonna need to explore prog rock, you're gonna need to be able to explore black metal ever so slightly. You, other, otherwise, it's just a case of being really open minded. <laughs> like, I think I it's,
1: think you uh, just, I think this is the kind of album you just give to give to someone you love and you say, listen to this, you break. You just need somebody you respect. And, uh, <laughs> what we should what we should do is we should. Dedicate the, the rest of our lives to getting everybody's respect in uh, metal, so that every time a new Bellicore album comes out, we can just give it to five random friends, thrust it into their hands, <laughs> and say, "Listen to this, yeah, prick."
0: <laughs> well, hopefully, you know, even if hope, even if doing this episode exposes a couple more people to Alicor, I think that's, that's totally it was totally worth doing because this is such an accomplished piece of music. I mean for a band that you know they're obviously not reaching as big an audience as 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 some of the, you know, uh, metal bands that are in the west. Um it's it, it needs it, it deserves to be, you know, g- given its place because this feels like a real, you know, natural progression for me- melodic death metal. Uh it's again like it's blending it with another genre, it's making it uh, doing something a little bit more interesting. Um and you know, I, I I do want more people to experience this sort of thing. It's 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 such so,
1: a so there are bands are doing, there are bands that are doing more progressive melodic death metal. Um, so Wolfheart is uh, one person. I uh, made mm-hmm. an album like called uh, I think it was last year called Shadow World, which is really yep. good. But it's definitely up at the heavy end of the scale. It's not quite as melodic as this. So there there are bands that are trying to do things with with melodic death metal because what we know as melodeath has changed because bands mm. like Inflames no longer want to play that kind of music. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So someone like Insomnium, yes. um, they do a more progressive take on melodic metal, but what, yeah. where I find their recent stuff lacking and where I find this album particular by Bellicore really good is that the Insomnium stuff's a bit morose and meandering and almost pretentious. Yeah, yeah. It's a bit, it's a bit pondering, and it's too long for what it is. It feels a bit leaden, and you, you need someone to give them the boot up the ass and really get the, get the metal into it again. Like Somnium have released some banging tracks, just none of them are on Winter's Gate, which is a one song album. Like yes. one song in, in many moments. Um, and I, so I gave that album the the running acid test when we were out in Australia. And, <laughs> and I lasted a few tracks and went back to Vessels because I knew it was good and I knew it could get up the horrific hills of, uh, <laughs> of Jess's family's house you listening to, <laughs> listen to some Delacour goodness. But, it, it would, it's not difficult to take melodic death songs and make them longer and make them slower.
0: Yeah, that's a fair point, actually. Yeah, yeah. It, is,
1: it, is, it is difficult to make an eight-minute-long progressive melodic death metal track that keeps you listening the whole way through. In fact, mm. it's, it's pretty much unheard of. Mm. That, that is hard. It, yeah, is, yeah. it is astonishing to have an entire album of tracks like this, each yeah, one yeah. worth a listen new things coming in all the time like we talked about whelm we've got the the mondo breakdowns the totally crushing shredding riffs mega drums coming in um when you come to grasping light they revisit that same idea of an embers arc again the idea not quite the riff Yeah, yeah. But it's the same. That same staccato riffing comes there's back. A, there's again, a real marching quality to that thing. song in
0: particular. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, Grasping Light as well, I swear, it was probably the closest thing. They have like a sort of down tempo song. It's not slow. I'd say it was mid paced, but it's, it's slower in comparison to the rest of the album, I think. And it's got a stompy quality to it that's really sort of unique on that one. Again, like, that's. Seven tracks into the album and is still bringing interesting ideas into it.
1: And each of these tracks are up to 10 minutes. Withering Strands is 11 minutes long, nearly. So, so do you enjoy Smoke of Many Fires? Because I think it's got a really interesting Middle Eastern kind of quality to it at the beginning.
0: I, I love Smoke and Many Fires uh, really strong melody kicking it off um, I like the way all the instruments go silent except the guitar after the introduction yes. and then they all come back in together and it's just oh so powerful and I think it's got my favourite riff on the record actually five minutes in um, <laughs> <it's>...
1: <laughs> I love that we're like it's got my favourite <laughs> five minutes in you'll find this riff
0: that's yeah great. yeah oh, But I, again like oh, that just so, the way it's, it's so... structured you know it's mad what are
1: they doing to the guitar <laughs> I, it
0: it's weird isn't it it's kind of muted um i don't i don't know are they playing it through like a megaphone or something
1: it, it, it sounds somewhat electronic and it sounds yeah. like you've got these bands that try to do like cheesy dubstep electronic stuff this is how i mm. want it done i want the whole album where all the riffs sound like <laughs> it. it's got it's yeah got it's a really
0: interesting sound isn't it, it yeah
1: reminds me of that like you said kind of palm muted weird. Like Him so on Fire, the big fan bass riff, you know, something's not quite right and they've, like, they've totally fanned it up. Is yeah, yeah. Kind of an interesting, slightly electronic sound. And then it does, but five and a half minutes into the song, it. it I mean, that is sort of synthy, BD, EDM type stuff. Mm hmm.
0: Oh, it's. it's but I,
1: I don't know what they're doing with that, but it sounds so good.
0: Oh, it's a. It, again, like, it, it's just a solid piece of music. It's really, really good. Um, this album, man. It, and then this nine, is another then this, nine
1: minutes in to the smoke of many fires. It's like you know, it should probably just fade the sight. People are gonna die. Like <laughs> people, <laughs> people can't handle what's coming next.
0: Yeah, it's. I mean, I. It, it, this one of this album in particular is like one of these things where it's like. God damn it! Like I thought, I wanted this podcast to be sort of like conflict. <laughs> you bring records like this to the to the to the table, and it's just like, oh, I can't... Like that.
1: that's fine." Nick, I'll do some <laughs> shit albums for Christmas next year. That's, that's... No skin off my nose. No, no. I mean, like, obviously,
0: you know, solid songwriting is transcendent, it, regardless of you know personal taste and things like that. Sometimes you just connect with something on a similar level to someone else, and I mean, that's that's just music, isn't it? Um, but yeah, um, I absolutely adore this album. Um, I think it's probably going to become one of my favourites. Um, I still haven't really listened to it enough for it to properly, you know, sink in and become a mainstay of my personal listening. But um, God damn, like, I, I, there's 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 nothing bad I can say about it to be honest with you. I, I mean, like, uh, if I if I wanted to level something critically at it, I'd say a thread dissolves feels a little bit. Wishy washy. It's just, it's just a, it's just one riff that happens for an interlude. That sort of joins Whelm and Glasswind Light together. It, it, it. I didn't. I, it didn't feel like it needed to be its own track. It could, probably could have been pasted on the end of Whelm, maybe. But then again, Whelm is already um, how long? Seven, seven <laughs> uh, minutes seven twenty. Minutes seconds, 20 yeah. So yeah, um, maybe maybe they didn't need to add another three minutes to that. But um, yeah, what a
1: record! So what? So what are your what are your final what are your final thoughts on on this?
0: I think. If you like heavy music and you're not adverse to something that's a little bit out there, a little bit progressive, a little bit experimental in its song structure, you absolutely need to listen to Vessels. Um, It's an outstanding record. Uh, One of the most interesting heavy albums I've listened to of recent memory. Uh, Very unique. Um, There's not too... I mean, you you can sort of draw a line to where, like certain influences come from, but at the same time, when it all comes together, it is definitely Bellacore and Bellacore alone, um, which is going to make my recommendations an absolute bastard.
1: <laughs> I, think, um, I think this is the best metal album I've heard in years, and what I mean by yeah. best, I mean that it, I find it really exciting, and yeah, I, find yeah. it, I find it hopeful listening to this. If they, yeah, absolutely. If, now, these, these guys do have... Some some good music behind them, and like, not not universally, but I'll, one of my recommendations is another Bela album. But this makes me think, wow, if if there's an album as good as this every couple of years, then there's there's still hope for humanity.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that's fair. I um, think the last
1: the last time I heard an album this exciting was probably um, Soil Works The Living Infinite a few years ago. That was probably yeah, the last yeah. really really good mellow death album. But this yeah. is this is next level stuff. I want to make these man. guys in Melbourne and just hug them and go thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, it, I mean, it's, it's a lot of
0: the f- a lot of the feeling I get from this album in particular reminds me of um, not not so much in that it's a similar record, but like the the personal connection to it and like the the, the emotion it sort of uh, gives me is very similar to Earl Boros by Duran Gray, which yep. we've spoken to previously. Yep. It's got that same progressive metal quality to it. It's, it's, it's an album. It is very much a, con- a cohesive piece of song writing that's, you know, starts at one point and ends at the last track. You know, it's, it's not songs. It's, it's an album. Um, and again, I get a very similar sort of emotional connection to it. It's, 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 it's telling me a story almost, you know, it's taking me on a journey. Um, which is very much the case with vessels. Um, yeah. What an album, man. What an album! Um, it's so, be a tough, thank tough you. Act to
1: top next Christmas. Yeah, yeah, God. <laughs> bring thank- you back a boomerang or something. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but honestly, like, thank you very much for exposing me to this because, like, God damn. Um, well, I, I think didn't, after Duran, like, I did This, know I this is, is
1: me returning the favor uh, yeah, after Ibera. Yeah, so, balls back in your court for the next one. <laughs> so, uh, I think your favorite track is. Probably the same as my favorite track, which is "Weathering Strands." It's not. It's not. Oh man, uh-huh. my
0: favorite was "Roots to Sever."
1: Oh, but, but yeah. as we've discussed, you know, like picking picking favourite favorite. Kids.
0: Yeah. yeah, it's. You, there's, there's, there's. It's just so like, so many outstanding moments through every single song of this album. You're not really picking a song. You know, you're picking like the bits that you liked the most. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and, true, true. Yeah, it's it, um, it, that was always going to be a difficult one, I think. Um, and yeah, I think for whatever reason, just there's something about Rooster Sever I really like. I like the fact the that rest of me isn't, the, the meme, I think the, the, I, think is the so I think it's the, I think it's the atmosphere good. in that one. You know, it really does hit that home. Like once the piano sort of becomes a part of the actual song instead of it just being like a little twinkly bit there and then we move back into the main sort of metal instrumentation it is definitely, you know, the riff is happening at the same time as the piano is being played it's being interwoven and it, it, it there's a feeling, you know that it gives you like a real sort of sombre sort of tone that is just unique to it um, and I think as well like he has got tremolo picking in it, so I was always going to be like, ah, there you go. <laughs> <You're> <laughs> that's right, the way to my heart. <laughs> you're, a tough, you're a tough man to please. So, I think yeah, Roots um, the is
1: probably the best riff on the album, but I like Spelling Strands Bracken. because it reminds me of playing 1990 Sega games. And that's a perfectly valid reason. <laughs> yeah, I, so, I can agree with so that. So, what are you going to recommend off the back of this?
0: Right, well, there is one band in particular who I. I don't know if they take influence from them or, you know, they've influenced. They've been influenced by Bellacore. I don't know what the connection is because they're making records at the moment. Their first album came out in 2011. Um, so they're running at a very similar time frame to Bellacore's career. So I don't know if there's any crossover at all, but they do sound very similar. And that's why I'm going to recommend... Uh, Metazoa by Cormorant, who mm-hmm. I th- which I think I have recommended on another episode. I think it might be the Deer and Grey one. Um, but this is probably the closest you're going to find to another band that sound like Bellacore. Uh, Metazoa is an amazing album, uh, a progressive metal album that sort of like takes bits from folk metal and um, sort of just it uh, melds it all together into this lovely cohesive package. Uh, a real journey. Um, I think uh, Cormorant have three albums under their belt now. Um, I'd, I'd connect with MetaZoa a little bit more than the others, not to say that the others are bad records in the slightest. Great records as Earth,
1: well. Earth Diver has a particularly nice uh, cover. That Earth is, uh, Diver is uh, a great
0: album. Um, Dwellings is a fantastic record as well. Um, and I have to say that because uh, my name's in the credits. So. <laughs> what?
1: What? Okay, okay, whoa. Uh,
0: okay, D- detail. Oh, basically, it was a case of, uh, because Cormorant uh, are an independent band, and they um, produce all their own records themselves. Uh, the CDs, anyway. Um, the part of, part of the deal with Dwellings was that uh, if you pre-ordered it in advance, you helped fund the actual recording and creation of the record, and you got a thank you note as well. So, oh, that's, nice. that's that's why I'm in that one. Um, but yeah, uh, Metazoa is the one that introduced me to them. It's a fantastic record. If you like progressive metal, you should definitely check it out. um, I'm downloading
1: it as we speak for my next run. Uh,
0: The other recommendation is a little bit left field, because unfortunately there's not too much else like Melakor I've got in my record collection. So um, I'm going to draw from Evile um, Mm -hmm. for my second recommendation. I'm going to pick Infected Nation, which is, again, another crossover thing. It's kind of dealing with progressive metal but at the same time it's crossing over with thrash. Um there are some incredibly long songs on Infected Nation uh, and I feel like they justify their length by being interesting and there's just always something happening. The only the main difference between this and Bellacore is the speed of it. Evil are a thrash band, they play fast. Bellacore are not a particularly fast metal band. Um their music is quite mid-paced and sort of thoughtful and a little bit more a uh, uh, considered, whereas Evil are like let's be heavy, but at the same time Infected Nation is uh, a very interesting record, it's doing a lot of progressive things that reminded me of passages on Vessels and uh, I think it's worth checking out as well, I, it's, a really, it's a really interesting record, great cover artwork as well, by the way, one of my favourites <laughs> awesome album artwork so yeah, there you go, that's my recommendation.
1: So I've got, I've got two for you um, the first one is another Bellacore album um, and the reason for that is that they have, this is their, Vessels is their fourth album mm-hmm. um, and the other one you really need to listen to if you like this is called Stone's Reach, this is the one with a Deviant Art cover um, <laughs> and it is a similar level of quality but not quite as good as Vessels, um, you've mm. got some insanely catchy riffs, um, similar stuff, not quite as refined, if you like that you'll you'll like this, it's really good, really good fun. Um, and then I've also decided to recommend another Australian band, uh, one oh I mentioned, which is uh, Ne Obliviscaris, and the album's called okay. Portal of Eye. So Neo have two albums, um, and right. they are a another indie Australian rock group. They're so well, say rock. They're like progressive black metal stuff. Um, they're very yeah. nice guys. I saw them in London and the drummer sold me a t-shirt so they still sell their own merch that time and do <laughs> um, they got two albums Portal of Eye and Citadel. The Citadel is similar to um, Vessels in that it's it feels like one coherent movement if you like. Yeah. So there's like, there's only really two songs on it but they're you 15-20 know, yep. minute based. <laughs> um, I think Portal of Eye will give you a more well-rounded idea of what the band is about. They're both really good albums and um, Citadel was like my favourite album of 2014, 2015 I remember it came yeah. 2014 possibly um, Portal of Eye is really good some absolutely fantastic drumming really epic environments um, there's still there's really good riffs, there's blast beats there's, there's screaming, there's headbanging bits it's got a yeah. lot it's got a lot in there, it's really good fun but it's a, another very deep progressive um, somewhat melodic death metal record that I think yeah, yeah. that the people will have a lot of fun with so get into it, and 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 the if you like it, you can even support them on Patreon, which is cool.
0: Uh, oh, that's the, a cool idea. The, the
1: Naebluminari they call their uh, supporters.
0: Oh, that's interesting. How do they so do their rewards? What do they like? Oh. You know, are they always working on songs and then they fire them out on Patreon? I don't know.
1: I just I, honestly, I just chipped them a few quid for a while, and I don't know how they used it. I used it. Yeah, I like your music. Yeah. Why not? Um, so they. You pay a certain amount per month, and just looking at the page now. Basically, if you pay five dollars a month, to get early access to new music, tour videos, okay. access to exclusive merchandise. Um, you get videos of them recording new albums in the studio, and so yeah, it's started. really interesting. So it's. it's I've
0: never, I've cool. never seen a, a, a band use Patreon. Um, so uh, I'm fully in support of that. That's really cool.
1: Um, but. What's really cool about them is they have a full-time violin player. Oh wow! Okay. So their clean vocalist also plays the violin. Um, it's got a very strong folky influence to it that I really like. And yeah, yeah, yeah. It sounds like it you know, could go either way, but it's it's really outstanding stuff. It's really, it's really technically good, but it's also really beautiful musicality to it. Like they're proper songs; they're well thought through. Um, it's just really, really outstanding music. They, they they really do well deserve your support and praise.
0: Well, my interest has certainly been piqued. Yeah, that sounds (laughs) sounds very interesting. Now
1: you have my attention. (laughs) So if people think that we are worthy of praise, Lewis, where should they go and what should they do?
0: They should go to castironshow.co.uk where you can get all our back catalogue. Please subscribe on iTunes and give us a rating and help us move up the charts. We'd like the exposure. That would really help our podcast move forward. We'd like to be on the charts. That
1: would be a good start. Yeah, absolutely.
0: (laughs) Um you can follow us on Twitter at Castline show. You can get us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Castline show. And now you can also get us on Instagram where we'll be posting photos from gigs and our own personal collections of music. Um, just letting you know what we're getting on. Uh, there's a lovely photo of us from Alan's leaving party recently where we got the photo together. Oh yeah. I'm going to put that, that up. Sure that's going sure to that be the first, on. first Instagram. Absolutely. <laughs> so please. Yeah. That's Instagram at Castline show. If you want to grab us there as well. Um, Thank you very much for listening once again this has been a very different episode for us I hope we gave uh, this album the the you know the praise that it deserves and it came across um, like you know we give it we, we did it justice hopefully um, because I do feel like this is probably one of the best records we've uh, featured on on the podcast and and uh, Probably needs probably needs to be recognised for that. So, and nobody's um, heard
1: of it. It's a it's yeah. a really small niche thing. I wouldn't have known about it had my brother not. I, don't know, I need to find out how you found out about it. But mm. either way, they're a Killindy cool band. They're they're small. It would be awesome if something like this podcast helped them develop a bigger following. Because absolutely, based on everything I've listened to, Biden, they really deserve it. So um, absolutely, do, do support them if you can.
0: And do support us, because uh, we want to continue to do this. Um, Obviously, this will be the last podcast uh, of uh, our time together in the UK. Alan is going to be moving uh, to Australia and making our recording schedule a little bit mad. Christ, yeah. (laughs) Um, yeah, Do
1: support us. I'm unemployed. I'm just set up a Patreon or something. (laughs) Um, but
0: you know like I say we're going to hopefully uh, try and record things in bulk now and uh, get things lined up for, for future yeah. release schedule um, so yeah we're not going anywhere anytime soon uh, obviously I want to wish Alan all the best in his move overseas because he's a great friend and I've really enjoyed doing this with him um, so uh all the best, Rally. Um Well, thank, thank <laughs> you. We
1: need, the, the intention is, is very much to, to keep us up on a regular basis, so that's what we, that's what we hope to do. We're just going to we're just going to record them in bulk rather than doing one at a time and then disappearing for weeks while life gets in the way. So, yeah. it
0: would be nice if we could have seasons almost because this feels like a nice season closer, doesn't
1: it? <laughs> well, maybe. Yeah, but we need to like new characters and twists in season two. We've got to change it up. <laughs> I guess that's like. <laughs>
0: Yeah, well, you're going to evolve into Australian, Alan, so... Australia, yeah.
1: I, th- I, th- I think my accent's, my accent's not going to last long, you know. It's, um, <laughs> it's, pract- it's practically English by now. <laughs> oh.
0: Well, there you go. Thank you very much for joining us on this uh, journey through Pelicor's vessels. It's been a pleasure, as always. Hopefully, we'll see you next time uh, for something else we haven't
1: decided. We'll be back, so, uh, we'll be back. Yeah. Cast will Iron will return. return. It's like the end of Bond. <laughs>
0: All right, buddy. Well, everybody, have a nice evening. Take care.
1: Bye. Bye.